never found never forgotten i'm your host melanie and this week i'm covering the disappearance of 21 year old yolanda panek this case is difficult because we likely know the outcome we know that we're not going to be recovering yolanda alive in fact this is one of the rare cases in which someone has been prosecuted and convicted of murder without a body. Yolanda worked at the YWCA of Portland where she ran a program tutoring young women in math and science. Yolanda was an only child and in high school she held the school's record for shot put. Yolanda was last seen on July 13, 1995, when she checked into the Caprile Motel in Portland, Oregon, with her two, with her two-year-old son Saeed, about 11 p.m. At around 7 a.m. the next day, Yolanda's car was discovered abandoned at a Greyhound bus station. Sadly, her son was locked inside alone. There was no sign of Yolanda, except for some blood stains in the trunk of the car and some blood in the interior of the car. Her son, Saeed, was unharmed. The hotel pl- placed a wake-up call to Yolanda's second-floor room, and no one answered, and so a maid went up to check the room and found it in complete disarray. The beds in the room had been stripped of all their linens, and all of the towels were missing from the room. But most alarmingly was that one of the beds was soaked through with blood. Police were immediately called, and they discovered more blood evidence. They found blood around the window and on the sidewalk beneath the window. They also found the sheets and bed linens in the motel trash bin behind the motel and a length of electrical cord that had been cut from the room. They also found Yolanda's shoes, her socks, and a tank top in the bin. Police have a suspect fairly quickly. Yolanda's ex-boyfriend, a man named Abdur Rashid Al-Wadud, sometimes went by the name Daryl Devereaux, He and Yolanda had been married in a Muslim ceremony in 1993, though that marriage was not legal in Oregon based on state law. Shortly after their son Saeed was born, Yolanda actually filed a restraining order against Al-Wadud. In the restraining order, Yolanda claimed that Al-Wadud shoved her, tried to strangle her, and threatened to slit her throat. He threatened to murder Yolanda because he claimed that she betrayed Islam by not raising their son in the faith. The two separated and Al-Wadud was living in California. 
A week after Yolanda disappeared, Alwadud was arrested and charged with the first-degree murder of Yolanda Penick. Homicide trials without a body are rare. According to one article and research by Thomas D. Bias, since the 1800s, just over 500 cases of no-body homicides have gone to trial. It's difficult to prosecute murders without a body because the body can provide critical evidence on how the murder happened, where the murder happened. Additionally, trials can be difficult because convincing jurors beyond a reasonable doubt that a person is murdered and not just missing is hard without the solid evidence. D. Bias cites some commonalities to no body homicides though. In many of the cases, the victim and the perpetrator have a domestic relationship. And not only that, the relationship is usually distressed by arguments or custody battles. Many of the crime scenes in the cases of no body homicides also show evidence cleanup and all of these things were present in Yolanda's case. We have the victim and the perpetrator in a domestic relationship. The relationship is distraught. They have restraining orders. They have the son together. So there's some custody issues. And the crime scene did appear to be cleaned up as he had stripped the bed linens, threw all that in the bin outside. The trial for Al Wadud began in March of 1996. Prosecutors showed that Al Wadud had purchased a knife just before Yolanda disappeared. Their theory posited that he drove to Portland to meet with Yolanda and Saeed at a motel. And then he murdered Yolanda and tossed her body out the window, leaving that blood evidence on the window and the sidewalk below. He then put her in the trunk of her car and disposed of her in an unknown location. He drove her car to the bus station and left it there and called 911 with an anonymous tip to let investigators know where his son was. And he, he then fled back to California. The defense said that if El Wadud committed the murder, it was because he was, quote, under extreme emotional distress, end quote. They also suggested that Yolanda was a prostitute, a claim that has never, ever been proven. Her family filed a grievance against the attorney with the Oregon State Bar, claiming that the attorney knowingly made false statements. While getting no body homicides to trial can be difficult, according to DeBias, 88% result in conviction, which is higher than the normal homicide trial conviction rate of 70%. In May 1996, the jury returned a guilty verdict after just one hour of deliberation. El Wadud was sentenced to 25 years to life, though he has maintained his innocence. Yolanda Panek's body has never been found. In 2014, the YWCA of Portland established the Yolanda Project, a shelter for victims of domestic violence. Yolanda is described as being an African-American woman with black hair and brown eyes. She has pierced ears. She is six foot tall and weighed about 105 pounds. 
Anyone with information on the disappearance of Yolanda Pinnock can contact the Portland Police Department at 503-823-0418. That is my episode for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I appreciate it so much. I appreciate your continued support and all your continued listens. I cannot get over how much this podcast has grown since we started. And I just thank you so much for sticking with it. You can follow me on Facebook, Never Found Never Forgotten Podcast, and also on Twitter at PodNever. Thanks so much. Bye.